Unfortunately for sports lovers, the coronavirus is taking away our next fix. But luckily, the NFL offseason is ceasing to amaze us. Hello and welcome to Christian's Corner. This is your host, Christian Millsaps. I say we can all agree that the most interesting and surprising move of the NFL offseason so far has been Tom Brady choosing to leave the New England Patriots and the team that he chose to go to. I was on the camp that decided that Brady was no way, no way in heck going to leave New England. Well, obviously I was pretty wrong, but I definitely, if I had picked him leaving, it would not have been to the Buccaneers. And I'd say it's safe to say that most people would have picked him to go pretty much anywhere else. I know Buccaneer fans are happy, and even though I'm not a Buccaneer fan, I'm just excited that the NFL is going to be so different this season. It's going to be fun to watch these stars play in completely different places. Obviously, Tom Brady is a talented quarterback. A quarterback, well, he's won six Super Bowls. Enough said right there, right? He's easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest of all times. I'd make an argument that he isn't the greatest, but that's another conversation for another day. I think that this is a very questionable and very interesting career choice and move at this stage in his NFL career. He's definitely on the final stages of his career, and at this point, he chooses to move to a team there are so many question marks with. Obviously, Tampa has an amazing receiving core. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are two different receivers, but two perfect receivers to be paired together. Mike Evans is not a speed guy, but he's a guy that can go up and make any catch as long as that ball is within a fairly close vicinity of him. You throw it high, he'll outjump everybody, use his giant frame, and make a catch. Chris Godwin is completely opposite. Oh boy, can that guy run. He is super, super fast, and pretty much all you have to do is throw a ball in front of him, and he's probably going to beat everybody to it. Those are two perfect guys to pair with Tom Brady. That's not my concern, though. His receiving core is fine. Brady will be able to find his receivers. Brady will be able to complete passes because not only is Brady a good quarterback, but his receiving core makes any quarterback look better than they already are. My biggest questions are, how will the defense be able to help Tom Brady, and how will that offensive line be able to help Tom Brady? Throughout his career, he's had a really good offensive line. In all of his seasons with New England, 285 games, he's been sacked 500 times. That's pretty good. There have been seasons, like in 2009, where he was only sacked 16 times all season. That's a sack a game, okay? That is phenomenal, okay? Unheard of. In 16 games, he was only sacked 16 times. Then you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's had a much shorter career so far. In 181 games, Aaron Rodgers has been sacked 448 times. Now, that number is smaller by 52, but when you look at his career numbers in total games played, you go, oh, wow. In over 100 games more, Brady has been sacked only 52 times more. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who not only gets out of the pocket quite a bit, but he's also struggled with offensive lines throughout his career. If you look at 2012, he was sacked 51 times. That's that's awful. That's really, really bad. 
this past season, he was sacked 36 times. In 2018, he was sacked 49 times. In 2017, where he played only 7 games, he was sacked 22 times through 7 games. In 2017, Brady was only, well, he was sacked 35 times, but that was in a full season. That's 13 more sacks, and he also played in 9 more games. That's, that's saying something. Brady has had a fantastic offensive line throughout his entire career. He's been one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the NFL each season. Now he's going to a Tampa team where their offensive line isn't what he has typically been able to deal with. And I wonder if that will really play in to how his season goes. Will he get injured? He's definitely getting older and we don't really know how he'll be able to handle fast, aggressive defensive ends knocking into him multiple times a game. Will he be able to hold up during those sacks? We also don't know if, let's say, he doesn't even get injured. Will he be as accurate? Will he even have time to make throws? He's not good out of the pocket, so if they're able to force him out of the pocket consistently throughout the season, will Brady even be able to do what he does best, stand in the pocket and deliver perfect throws? I don't know, and that's something I worry about. Not because I'm a Brady fan or a Buccaneers fan, but because I'm a love sports and I'm really curious to see how Brady will be able to hold up in a new system and a new offense where, okay, he's got guys to help him in the receiving core, but will he be protected? He also is dealing with a defense who hasn't been great these past couple of seasons. Last season, one of Brady's worst seasons, the New England Patriot defense carried them to the playoffs and were a big part the biggest part of the success that New England had last year. Tampa Bay does not have the same personnel, and they definitely don't have the same type of consistency and skill on defense. So will Brady be able to be a gunslinger and go out and run up the score if his defense can't make sure that the opposing team isn't going and scoring 30 a game? I'm not saying Brady can't go out and do that. I'm just saying typically Brady hasn't had to go out there and just throw three, four touchdowns a game. Brady can win consistently with one or two touchdowns a game because his defense has always been able to keep up with him. That's not going to be the same in Tampa. He may be able to have talented guys that he needs to throw to, but will he be protected? Will he be able? Will he be helped by the defense? I just don't know, and I think those are the two biggest questions that will play into whether or not Brady has a good career, a good season, upcoming with Tampa Bay. Another question that people are definitely asking, what's going to happen to New England? Their star quarterback, who has led them to six Super Bowl titles, is no longer. Well, they still have one guy that took them to six Super Bowl titles, Bill Belichick. And I think, and you might disagree, you might disagree strongly, I think Bill Belichick is way more important to this New England team than Tom Brady, especially at this point in both of their careers. Five years ago, I might have had a different answer. This year, last season, my answer is definitely Bill Belichick. Give him a good quarterback, heck, give him a decent quarterback, and he's going to find a way to win games. It may not be Tom Brady, but he's going to make it work one way or another. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. We don't know what the Patriots are even going to look like this season. But I do know that Bill Belichick is going to be the one calling shots. And that, for me, is better than anything you could give me at quarterback position. Now, obviously, the quarterback position is a very important position. 
a lot of people would say the most important position in the NFL, and that's fair. But Bill Belichick could take any quarterback and win games. I'm not saying he's going to take Rex Grossman to six Super Bowls. I'm just saying that the man is going to win one way or another. I look forward to seeing who they do get Bill Belichick. But I don't really care because at the end of the day, I think he's going to be able to win. And I think the Patriots are much better off than Tampa. And again, you might disagree with that, but I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots, or at least I have more faith in them than I do Tom Brady trying to help that Tampa Bay team and turn them into a contender. Because I think for any quarterback in the NFL, that is a very, very hard thing to do. Taking Tampa Bay, even with the talented receiving core that Tom Brady has, making them a very good playoff team, that, that's going to be really difficult. And I have a lot more faith in Belichick and the New England Patriots than I do Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It doesn't even have anything to do with Tom Brady. It's just the Buccaneers. They have a history of letting people down, and Tom Brady might be one of them. Another major move in the NFL this offseason has been the Tennessee Titans and the way that they've handled Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. After Derrick Henry's amazing season in the regular season and the absolutely incredible way that he played in the postseason, you would think that the Titans would probably pay the man. Well, you'd be wrong. And I don't know why you'd be wrong, because you should be right. Instead, the Titans decided to pay Ryan Tannehill, a 31-year-old quarterback, a contract worth $118 million with an average of $29.5 million guaranteed per year. What? Out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, Ryan Tannehill is going to be making $30 million a year. Why? Not only is he not talented enough to win a Super Bowl, not only could you pick plenty of other guys who are a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, but you've got a guy on your own team that deserves way more money than you're paying him, and instead you're giving it to, again, Ryan Tannehill, who didn't really do all that much in the postseason. Okay, he played well, but if well is your goal, then... Well, you're not going to win anything. Can Ryan Tannehill get the Titans to a Super Bowl? Eh, probably. Is he going to win? I doubt it. As I mentioned earlier, the name Rex Grossman. He got to a Super Bowl. He didn't win it. And no one ever really heard of him again. He will always be known as the guy who was the quarterback of the team in the Super Bowl where Devin Hester opened the game with a kickoff return for a touchdown. That's all I can think of his career. No offense to Rex Grossman, but that's really all that he's remembered for. Ryan Tannehill, definitely not a guy I look at and go, that man right there worth $30 million. I would trust him to win me a Super Bowl. No. Pay Derrick Henry, the running back who carried the team literally on his back. Pay that guy. He's the one who deserves the money, not a franchise tag. That's ridiculous, and this genuinely pisses me off. Now, Tom Brady, that's a big move, but something that irritates me more, well, not that the Brady move irritates me, but something that shocks me more is that Ryan Tannehill is making $30 million a year, and Derrick Henry is getting franchise tagged. That's so wrong. Not only could you pay Derrick Henry more money, 
but also you could have saved money that you spent on Ryan Tannehill and go out and get a different quarterback. Did he play well? Yeah, he played fine, but he didn't do enough to carry a team to a Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. I want any other quarterback, and I'm not just trying to bash Ryan Tannehill. I'm just trying to make a point, and I also think this shows how much the quarterback position is valued in the NFL. And I don't have a problem with that, but what I do have a problem with is that people value it so much that they're ignoring other guys, especially running backs, which I think is the least appreciated position in the NFL. Now, you've got guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley who are praised with everything they do, and rightly so. I definitely think Saquon Barkley deserves all credit that he gets. I was glad that the Giants picked him instead of a quarterback, even though most people wanted the Giants to pick a quarterback. I think you couldn't pass up on a once-in-a-lifetime, I shouldn't say lifetime, once-in-a-generational talent. I think Saquon is twice the running back that Ezekiel Elliott is. Now, Derrick Henry might not be Saquon Barkley, but he's way more valuable to the Titans than Ryan Tannehill. But because Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback, he's the one who gets paid. Now, if that quarterback were, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, okay, I would be totally okay with you paying them. They're talented guys who can win and take your team to a Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill isn't that guy. Now, I'm not saying Derrick Henry's going to win a Super Bowl purely off of the running game. That's not how it works in today's NFL. I'm not stupid. I realize that. But I think Derrick Henry is still a more important player to that team. Go out and get a different quarterback. Pay the guy who's doing everything he can for y'all and get someone else who can help him out more than Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill isn't going to go drop four touchdowns, zero picks, 400 passing yards, and lead your team into a Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. Now, Derrick Henry isn't going to do the same because, well, he's not a quarterback. But I don't like quarterbacks being valued more purely because of the position that they play, whether they're better than the other player on the offense. And I think that linemen and receivers, and that includes tight ends, are way more valued than running backs. Now, guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley, that's probably a different story. But guys who aren't those two, well, they're kind of chopped liver. The running back position is just one that everybody sees as expendable, regardless of who the player is, and we can go get some guy who's really fast and can run the ball. And I hate that mindset. I hate that people like Derrick Henry are getting cheated because the NFL values a quarterback so much that whether the quarterback is worth money, they're getting that money just because it's the position that they happen to play. That doesn't have anything to do specifically with Derrick Henry. It's more of just an overall point that I'm trying to make, and it really aggravates me. And it aggravates me that Derrick Henry, who was one of the star players in the playoffs all season, got franchise tagged purely because of the position that he plays. I don't like that, and that needs to change, and Derrick Henry better get his money or go to a team that will value more. Another standout running back who really didn't get a fair end of the deal was Todd Gurley. After having standout seasons with the Los Angeles Rams since he's entered the NFL, they decided to release him. 
which I think came as a surprise not only to Todd Gurley, as he mentioned, but to a lot of people. Now, obviously, he hadn't had the season in 2019 that he had previously for the Rams, but I wouldn't say that it's just his fault. Not only were they much more of a pass-heavy team last season, but they just didn't really give him chances anyways. He averaged four less carries a game last season compared to his two prior seasons at about 18 a game. They stopped trusting in Gurley and for whatever reason just decided that it was time for them to move on and part ways. He then was able to tentatively agree a deal with the Atlanta Falcons. So far that deal has still not been announced, but he is with the Atlanta Falcons and will play for them in 2020. And again, I think it's once again the running back being seen as chopped liver. Obviously, he had an injury issue coming out of the Super Bowl in 2018, but that was still no way to treat your star running back, a guy who had won Offensive Player of the Year once already, to just go, uh, yeah, he did come out of an injury, but, you know, he's still Todd Gurley. Instead, they decide not to trust him as much and just kind of trusting Jared Goff the rest of the season, which didn't really work out. Not only was their defense not as good as it had been in the couple seasons prior, but their offense without Gurley only was able to rely on Jared Goff. He threw an absurd amount of passes, especially in the back half of the season. His yardage numbers looked great, but otherwise it didn't translate to wins. He wasn't finding receivers for touchdowns, he was throwing interceptions, and, well, he wasn't winning games for the Rams. It was a very different season than the season prior when the Rams had gotten to the Super Bowl. Even though that Super Bowl was absolutely horrendous and really, really boring, it was still a former Super Bowl contending team with one of the best running backs in the NFL that was just cut because of one poor season, and a season that I think was mostly due to the way that the coaching staff and the organization in general treated Todd Gurley. I hope, for his sake, that he's able to thrive in Atlanta. I think that he would be able to thrive in any system. He's a very talented, athletic guy. But again, it points to the same situation that Derrick Henry found himself in. The quarterbacks are favored over the running backs, whether that running back was an offensive player of the year or not. It's sad to see that they're treated so poorly and that the NFL organizations don't really see the importance of running backs at this point in time. Obviously, they are important, but they're more seen as, we can basically go find any running back. We can't go find any quarterback, which is true. It's harder to find a Super Bowl winning quarterback than it is a really athletic running back. There are a lot more running backs in the NFL that are capable than there are quarterbacks. That doesn't mean, though, that you should treat them in the way that they're being treated. Melvin Gordon also found himself on his way out, and in some other notable moves, DeAndre Hopkins was traded for whatever reason by the Houston Texans, and even Phillip Rivers found himself switching teams, which it's not a big deal, it's just one year going to the Colts. It's a surprising move. I wouldn't have guessed that would happen, especially because I think that Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback right now than Phillip Rivers. Maybe five years ago, my mind would have been different, but I don't see why you would try and go to a guy who's much older and a lot less athletic. Maybe he's a better passer, but all the other signs point to Jacoby Brissett. It's been a crazy offseason so far in the NFL. Running backs have been mistreated. Tom Brady moved teams and is no longer the leader 
on that New England team. Long-time Chargers quarterback is gone, and the running backs, again, like I said, are just finding themselves in really unfortunate situations. It's also been a very odd start to 2020, thanks to the coronavirus. The Olympics are even getting postponed until until next year. It's just wild. Sports are a dime in a dozen right now. It's very hard to find anything on them besides big moves like Tom Brady and other notable NFL stars. The NBA season's at a halt and most likely will not be restarted at this point in time, which is unfortunate for soccer fans. All of those leagues are pretty much done for the season. By the time that they'll be able to restart, we'll basically be ready for the next season. Baseball is postponed indefinitely, and so for baseball fans, who knows when you're going to be able to see opening day. It's It's been a very interesting start to 2020, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But hopefully, the NFL will continue to bring us high-end deals so that we at least have something to talk about and enjoy. With that being said, guys, I hope you guys have a great week staying inside and doing nothing, and I'm going to try and do the same. Peace out, guys.